Go. So, uh, when I worked at this rehab, there's this... Hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Death Metal... <gasps> so, I worked at this rehab, <laughs> yeah. and there was this meeting going on, and there was this, this big black dude I worked with. And he got in a wreck when he was younger, so he had an eye missing, so it looked like a belly button and shit. And so we'd always make fun of each other. And he was fucking hilarious, but he would like carry around banana pudding and just eat it. Yeah, of course. Like, sure. So we both were late for this meeting. He can't he, see that it's a problem. He took the company vehicle to like rallies, Wendy's, and Burger King. Yeah. Was late getting burgers, and he was eating them, and we show up. And he's eating. After- I like it, dude. A fast food tour? Yeah. That's a great oh, yeah. move. But this dude did this every day. Yeah. He's he's on tour, bro. Listen, man, not, <laughs> there's not enough shoe goo in the world that could keep those boys from blowing away. Oh, he blew his him. shoes are blown, dude. Yeah, he needed an orthopedic. So old Billy Button and I would come and sit down, dude, and fucking <laughs> stink. He smells. He started eating. I start stealing his fries. Like, hey, man, quit fucking around. These my fries. I'm like, you have three different fries. This is the middle of a meeting, and then our, our boss goes, <laughs> our boss goes, you guys are the worst pieces of shit. Whoa, and you need to leave. And like, he's like, don't ever come to a meeting again. And you know me, I'm like, fuck yeah. Dude. Yeah, you won, dude. Want to go Victory. To and he goes, you guys are a huge fucking handful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me you brought that up because I just called yeah. you a handful. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a disappointment, but you're such a handful. Yeah, because you you were going to shit in my yard. <laughs> you can't shit in my yard, dude. And, you, and the problem, here's the problem with you. Yeah, this, I'll, right, I'll tell you why you're a handful, dude. Because yeah. you'll yeah. say... I'm going to go shit in your yard. Now, when most people say that, I know it's an empty thread. (laughs) (laughs) When you say it, I know if it goes unchecked, you'll do it. I mean, I'm turd jamming in my sweat boxes, man. (laughs) You you have to poop. Yeah. You, <laughs> you're not I, gonna, got, I got this stare. <laughs> you're not gonna hold on to it. Yeah, I got it. I know you. Yeah, I, I, I remember shitting in the backyard one time because my grandpa locked the house up and started talking to the neighbors. Yeah, and checking the mail, and I had, I had to shit. Yeah, he's like, run home. Back doors unlocked, and ran home, and uh, wasn't so I shit in the yard. Yeah, big shit. Big shit. And I also had a bloody nose. Goes picking my nose and hit a bump, and it went up. And <laughs> <laughs> a bloody nose, and I'm shitting in the backyard. Oh, he's like, get your fingers out of there. Will. And our neighbor Nancy was like, "Hey, Van, buddy's shitting in the backyard." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> my neighbors like they were like, "Man, the boys retarded." Yeah, <laughs> well, they're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, man, welcome to another week of Death Metal Dicks. We're happy to have you here. You did find the right place. We're going to get into some true fucking crime. But before all that, let me just try to be a professional. We're not honkled this week. We're not honked. Uh-uh. We didn't drink anything. Taking a break. So now I can use my mind the right way and say we do love having you listen. If you love the show, here's a few things that you can do for absolutely free to help us out. One, you can get on iTunes. We've got some fools who leave a shitty reviews, that's fine. Say what you want. But if you just leave five stars, you're hurting our feelings by saying your negative thing. Trust me, it hurts my feelings. Two, <laughs> you're fucking, you're putting five stars, so you're helping Buddy. That's how I, everyone hates me, loves Buddy. Help Buddy, shit on me. Buddy doesn't care what your review says. Retards love gold stars. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buddy doesn't care what your review says. I do. Yeah, I it makes me sad. And Buddy just rolls off. So, you know, five-star buddy shit on me. Live your life. It still helps. You'll still get your point across. Uh, Two, social media, man. Follow us on there. Dude, Instagram fucks our butt. 
I can't tell you if you're listening to this right now. You, that you've you've probably had to refollow us. They boot our followers. Yeah. And people th- like I don't know if people think I'm making it up. I have seen people like I've posted about people like, oh come on, dude, for real. Yeah, no, it's real. How do you go from thirteen thousand followers to nine thousand five hundred? We had a lot. We got to thirteen. I got a dude. picture of it. Oh shit. Okay. Because <laughs> I was trying to get to fifteen. It's crazy. It's crazy. Four thousand, dude. Not that many people unfollowed us. Anyway, point being, we're having weird times with social media. We're trying to make it right. We changed the name to Detectives. That's what the name was to start with. I'm just saying, if you want to, and if you want to talk to somebody, we're always here. We'll fucking chit chat with you. It's a lot of fun for us. We're not too cool. Ain't nobody too cool. If they act like they're too cool, they stink. We definitely don't act that way. We're here for you. Uh, Our YouTube, you know, our producer Brian. He literally, the day before yesterday. Had a liver transplant, or was it yesterday? No, it was the day before Sunday. Yeah, my time's so fucked right now. But yeah, Sunday he had a literal liver transplant. They took his liver out, got the liver of a dead person, put it in him. It's wild. Yeah, but you know, it'll take him a couple months to recover. Sure, and then we'll be shooting YouTube videos again. But in the meantime, we made so many. Album reviews, skits, scats, yeah. recorded the regular podcast. I mean, there's a lot of shit we got out there. So if you want to watch those, they're pretty fun for the most part. I don't know. Some of the old shit might stink. I can't yeah. tell you for sure. Yeah. Who knows? No. But uh, they're out there. Subscribe to YouTube. <laughs> like it. All that shit. That helps us. If you want to kick us some cash, that would definitely rock. You can go to patreon.com backslash death metal detectives. The death metal dicks one, it's the wrong one. Death metal detectives, that's the right one. Five bucks a month, one new Patreon episode every week. This week, for example, we f- recorded an entire one last Tuesday. Didn't actually record it. Mm-hmm. What well, didn't hit record? Fucked it all up. So we did two. So they'll could both come out this week, but it's still the same week because I put one out last Tuesday. Now it's this Tuesday. Yeah, you'll get it. You'll never miss a beat. We're on top of it. We're working hard. Yeah, we're busting it. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're gonna get into the episode, and I promise this is the well. We're gonna do Waco soon. This is all leading to that, I guess, because I can't. We this one Andy put up. Andy Campbell does our research. He brought this one to the table, but we have just been going on and on about shootouts with cops. But it fucking rocks. It does rock. What do you want me to do? It's up to me and Andy and Buddy. To choose the topic of the week, and it's really hard to find anything cooler than shooting it out with the police. Well, here's a problem: is people will, like bitch about that, but then you're like, "Man, you ever seen a western before?" No it's one's like, bitched about it. We no, just no, no, are no, like, but I'm saying like people that are like you know pro cops or whatever. Oh yeah, but like you know, you've seen a western. It's like usually the bad guy looks so goddamn cool. Cool, you want him to win. Yeah, that's like when you see the Ace of Spades cover Motorhead. Yeah, that's what you think life is like. Correct. You know, that's why I got those goddamn cowboy boots. I saw that and I was like, hey. You're not wearing the boots. I'm not wearing them right now. What's going on with that? Well, I've got my sweats today. You can't wear a boot and a sweat? You can, but I don't want to. You can. That's a little kid move, dude. The only time I ever had cowboy boots is when I was a little kid, and I guarantee it was boots and sweats. Boots rule, dude. There's no way they're comfortable. They're actually not bad. Okay. They might not be bad. No, they're comfortable as fuck. Actually, probably more comfortable than any shoes I've ever put on. I swear, dude. Because <laughs> no, I thought man. the same thing as a point no, of toe no, and no, shit. Because no, no, 
because you're thinking like, oh man, is it wide enough? Dude, it totally is. It's a perfect fit. It's the first time. Like, I, those are the first boots I put on. Was like, okay, because the <laughs> combat boots sucked. Yeah, like they're kind of uncomfortable. Those, yeah. Think about it, dude. It's a fucking. Where's the comfort coming from? The slip on, man. That's a slip on boot. You're like a slip on. They're shoe. hard to put on. No, they're easy. For real? They're easy, dude. It's it's the best. <laughs> I'm telling you. This I mean, I might have this boot thing all wrong, but I can't. I can't. It's spend the best it. investment, dude. No, it is. That's not an investment, man. Okay, so you could buy a pair of shoes like whatever six months to a year. Yeah, take care of them, motherfuckers. Will last your whole life. But that's not an investment. An that's investment means you get a return. Yeah. Don't do this. Looking dude. like a bad motherfucker. <laughs> okay, you got me there. Yeah, dude. But speaking of bad motherfuckers, tonight we're doing the New Hall massacre, the New Hall incident. It was a shootout on April fifth. All the way through April 6th. Think about a shootout that goes on into the night. Wee! Can you say that again? A shootout. I know, but the days. Go ahead. April 5th through April 6th. Oh, man. I'm pulling my bud. I'm getting hot thinking about these boys taking them out. I love crime, dude. dude yes. I say it all the time. It makes me horny. Yeah, I wish we could do it, man. I know, dude. I we almost can. want to be an outlaw, man. Yeah, dude. Fuck. On the run with a gun. <laughs> man, I would love nothing. I got to get some spurs for those boots though, so you can hear me coming. Yeah. And people are like, oh, fuck. It's, King, it's King. bad Dick McCullough. We got to get <laughs> <laughs> fucking saloon doors swinging open. Yeah. Yeah. This happened in 1970. Newhall, Santa Clarita, California. It was two heavily armed criminals. I love a team, dude. I love two people working together against the law. Only four officers of the California Highway Patrol were involved. In less than five minutes, the four CHP officers were killed. And to this day, that is the deadliest day in California law enforcement history. Bobby Davis and Jack Twinning engaged the police in a bloody shootout resulting from a routine traffic stop. This incident is another chapter in a law enforcement book of how not to handle things. That's another thing I like about these crimes. But look... I think the pandemic with the threat of martial law, sometimes you got to hear about what could happen. Yeah. And I know there's a few cops that listen, which is cool because they are always like, hey, man, I'm cool. That's a strong word. (laughs) 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 Cool is a strong word, fellas, but uh, yeah. Sorry, sometimes you get shot at. You know what you signed up for. Yeah. That's actually what I was talking to one of them about. Damn, what's this fucking... I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I do apologize. I just get... Uh, I was talking to one about how he was like, yeah, I mean, in my mind, this is what he, this is basically his words. In my mind, when I signed up to be a cop, I did want to make a difference in my community, and at the same time, I knew exactly what I was getting into. So he stays in shape and like works out and uh, does some, some type of MMA training. Just to like, you know, because the same, the thing, and where he was talking to me is what resonates with him about how it's the adrenaline response. Yeah. You know, you, you have a bad reaction when you're not used to being in a violent situation. And it even cops, mostly like they, you think like, oh man, they're getting in fights every day. Like, man, maybe kind of that. What they're usually doing is like overpowering people. Yeah. It's just a tussle. Right. A fight where you have like a, someone that knows what they're doing. That makes sure, and it's someone that intimidates you. You got to get rid of intimidation. You got to take control over your adrenaline, you know? Yeah. Anyway, they're not all bad, but, you know, 
We've we've given you enough run. We've done so many cop episodes. I don't have to explain my position anymore. You know what time it is. Let's get into the details of the perpetrators. Twinning was 35. Davis was 27. Both of them career criminals, long histories of violent felonies. They're on that. I'm not going back to jail shit, dude. Yeah. I ain't going back to jail. I ain't going, going back to jail. I got more pussy to swell and more dreams to tell. <laughs> I'm going to listen the fuck out of that. Lady. I love Project Pat, dude. Uh, Twinning had been in and out of eight f- different federal prisons since he was 16 years old, which, you know, dude, again, you know, crime, bad. Punish it. Sure. However, this is the wrong way. Yeah. Prison for a 16-year-old, doesn't matter. Like, it's not working out. He did five years at literal Alcatraz. Which before it was shut down, which is, was oh, a hard. Pri- I mean, you're yeah, dealing yeah. with a hard ass man. In that time, he killed another prisoner in self defense. He had been released from a federal prison in Tallahassee, Florida, eleven months prior to these shootings, and he was on parole from Houston, Texas. Twinning and Davis met and became friends in prison. That is never a good combo, but this is what happens: you put people in the system, they get stuck in the system, they join together, and they become super criminals. Have you seen that Clint Eastwood movie, Alcatraz? Yeah, dude. Hard. Come on, bro. I love it. Clint man. Eastwood, those old movies are hard. Yeah, dude. Even Any Which Way Will Loose, where he's hanging out with the monkey. I haven't seen that yet. But, buddy, you have it. Dude, he's a bouncer, he does karate, and he's got a chimpanzee for a friend. I'm on board, and I'm going to watch yeah. that tonight. You got to. It rocks. What's it called? Any Which Way But Loose. Damn. Yeah. But I like being loose. Yeah, but he's he's loose, but he's also <laughs> tight. <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah. <laughs> he's got boots, dude. Uh, after failing to land jobs following their release from prison, Twinnings and Davis met again in Houston. They drove to Sacramento, California. There, they failed in their attempts to rob banks. That's got to be a shitty feeling, dude. Especially in the fucking 70s. Like, how... Do you not rob a bank in like the late sixties, early seventies? No cameras, none. You gotta stay close to that mic, dude. I'm right here. I'm gonna have an aneurysm. I'm, the whole time we do those Patreon episodes, there you are. <sighs> Be in the conversation the same way, though. I am. I'm in it. Okay. <laughs> to lose it. <laughs> Somebody fucking messaged about yeah. what I think. I don't know. I was at work and I just happened to glance at it, and it was like, man. I felt like when I started listening that I got me, Chris, got onto you, buddy, way too much for not being on the microphone. But then as I continued to listen, I realized you really do drift away from the microphone so much. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. I'm just waiting on that. I'm just letting you read, man. When you read, I don't want to be close to it. Well, we're still having a conversation, dude. For That's sure. the, I, I'm not just reading a fucking book report, bro. And I, as always, salute to my man, Andy, for putting together a great episode. That's thoroughly entertaining. And erotic. <laughs> I still have so much fun. I got so, somebody messaged me a few weeks ago, and I forgot to bring it up about how they had like just got caught up in the alien episode where I had the aliens fucking all the yeah yeah yeah. They were like that. I was bought. I bought it. I did too. I was like, whoa, this is. Hot I knew if I did. Shit. I knew if I told you, it'd get fucked up. Yeah. So I just couldn't tell you, man. Yeah, that's okay. I'm glad you didn't. I've been looking for some erotic alien. <laughs> I'll write you one, dude. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, come yeah. to find out. Yeah, so this is another problem with being trapped in the system is that you have to find a job. It's hard to find a job as a felon. You have to pay in a certain amount every week, and you have to have your job presence accounted for. They have to know you're at work, so they know that you're being a contributing member of society. 
That is a terrible trap to put people into. You're giving them a can't-win situation. That doesn't help rehabilitate anybody. It's one of the biggest problems in America, and it's why America still participates in slavery. They gave you impossible conditions. Parole is slavery. Sure. There's no way that the average felon that was poor to start with can get out of prison and, and keep from going back. Simply by just trying to apply by the terms and conditions. Yeah. Parole is damn near impossible. It's. I think the statistic is something like eighty-five percent of parolees go back. Oh yeah. That that doesn't say to me what you're doing is working. Man, at the last place I worked at, we had a reentry program for people getting out of prison that yeah. were on drugs and shit. Dude, the rules were so like if you got caught with a condom in that place or a cigarette, yeah, they sit your ass back. A cigarette, a cigarette or a condom. Come on, they didn't guys. want you fucking. It's crazy afterwards, you know. <sighs> they just want you to spread. It's just so depressing. I mean, but what it is, they they want you trapped in. They yeah. need you. They they make goods. They need you in the prison to to manufacture goods. Yeah, that's all. It's slavery, man. It's nuts, man. Yeah, they didn't. They weren't successful at robbing some banks. Uh, after being in Sacramento, they drove to Los Angeles. They were driving a 1964 Pontiac Grand Prix en route to Los Angeles. They noticed construction along the highway near Gorman. They believed they could stop at the construction site, rob the construction site of explosives. And then use the explosives to commit a heavier robbery, like a bank robbery. Pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Dude, instead of a gun, an, explo- an explosive is terrifying. Oh, hell A yeah. gun is scary. Dynamite's scary, dude. A gun is scary. Yeah. But an explosive is fucking terrifying. Did I remember whenever I was a kid where uh, sis parents built their house at? Yeah. Lake property? I remember them blowing up the mountain across the way and just seeing dust go everywhere and like from miles away and just being like, what? Yeah. My grandpa used to build houses for like a hobby and uh, he was building this one. They wanted to clear off this property like this, like rolling hills behind it, basically to flatten it out. And I just remember standing there and feeling the dynamite like shake the earth. Like, damn, dude, I always thought that was some Looney Tune shit. But no, it fucking blows the earth away. So, yeah. And also an explosive says, like, if you're using, like, explosives aren't always stable, especially in the hand of, like, a robber. Like, you're not dealing with a professional. No. You're not dealing with a demolition crew. You're dealing with someone that's using it as a weapon. So they don't know what they're doing, and they're willing to take their own fucking life in their hands. Yeah. So they're going to blow everyone up. I believe it, and I'm terrified. Yeah, hell yeah. That's That's intimidating as all hell. They rented an apartment in Long Beach, which that also rocks, dude, because you're now committing to live somewhere simply to do crime there. Like, you moved in to the neighborhood, took out a lease to do crime. Sure. It's, some people fall in love. They get a cat. They get an apartment together. These guys met, knew they were on to something, started a crime life together mm-hmm. in a sweet little apartment in Long Beach, California. Soon after that, were they bouncing on cops? Did you fart? No. Is that my fart? Probably. Oh, my God. Honey mustard trail mix? Oh, I can't believe that came out of me. It was so... Oh. I know. I had one of those today. <laughs> what the I fuck? I was fucking lifting and fucking farted. And I was like, Whoa. man, I wish somebody was here to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And then crazy. I smelled it and I was like, dude, I hate this ass on my It ass. just smells like... Poop. <laughs> like, dude, most of the time, yeah. farts are a fart. They got their own thing going on. This smells like direct poop. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> ah, 
Ooh, man. I'm having a great time. Man, it's thick. It took a while <laughs> know, to get over dude, here. Dude, it's in the air. Man. I farted a while ago, and I just hit me. That's like why I thought. cutting a red onion, man. <laughs> That's why I thought you farted, dude. Woo. Man. Soon after they got the apartment in Long Beach, they began observing an armored car delivering cash to Santa Ana Park. They devised a scheme to use the explosive to rob the delivery car on a freeway off-ramp. Back to the construction site, trying to get the explosive. Inside of their vehicle, they had amassed numerous weapons, including Smith & Wesson model 39 9mm semi-automatic pistol, 6-inch Colt Python 357 Magnum Revolver. That's a hard gun, dude. Yep. That's a hard gun. A Colt Python. I don't know what it is, but I know. It's the Dirty Harry gun, dude. I know it's hard. Is it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah, but a python? I don't, that sounds cool. It stinks, dude. Yeah, what are you going <laughs> to bring wet wipes? <laughs> Why does it still smell like that? I don't know, man. You know Jesus. those fucking things you use to wipe ribs off? Rib barbecue? Yeah, yeah wet nap? That, like, a lemon, like a fresh lemon I wet nap? I stopped my stubbies on the way here and get a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then also two Snubnose 38s. An M1903 Springfield 30-06 bolt-action military rifle. I, uh, I have a 30-06. That's I'm a like, drone gun. What do you take drones out of that shit? I got 30-06. It's got a big shell. A Remington model 572 .22 caliber punk-action rifle and a 44 Magnum Ruger model 44 semi-auto carbine. In other words, dude, especially for 1970. They're armed to the fucking teeth, bro. That's a lot of fucking weaponry. Yeah, that's pretty tight. And right now, they're trying to get explosives. Do you need that on top of this? Sure. You trying to go somewhere, or are you trying to stay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. On the evening of April 5th, Davis dropped twinning off in the mountains so he could sneak down and steal the explosives. At approximately 11.20 p.m., Davis was driving northbound on Interstate 5 south of Gorman when he made an illegal U-turn across the highway medium, nearly colliding with the southbound vehicle driven by Ivory Jack Tidwell. That's right. That's a cool fucking name, man. All three names, cool. That's old Ivory Jack. Man, you know what? He's got. He had to have gotten that by playing piano, dude. Yeah, tickling the Ivory Jack, dude. (laughs) He was a serviceman en route to Port Hunim, and his wife was a passenger in his service vehicle, which sounds completely crazy. Tidwell had an argument with Davis. Both people stopped their vehicles. That's when Davis brandished a firearm. Now, here is the problem with criminals, career criminals. They don't know when to turn it off. And I think a lot of that comes from being in prison. Because from what I understand by watching so many shows about prison is that you can't let people give you any guff. Well, a lot of it, too, is is like they say something like 90% of prison population are people with ADHD. Whoa. So they're, <laughs> yeah, they're super impulsive. Don't take me, boys. And then on top of that trauma, so violent trauma in their life is yeah. how they act. I mean, like, you can – I understand what it's like to piss somebody off. I piss – my buddy Seth off when we were kids. I got him so mad he picked up a dog turd and threw it at me. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine being so pissed <laughs> dude, that was, you would bare hand a dog that turd. That was one dude. of the funniest things. I felt it come right by my face still warm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, putting your hands on a dog turd, dude, that, was, that's, he, that's peeved. He was pissed. He was peeved, bro. <laughs> dude, that that's was, very peeved. 
I was walking <laughs> over, and he was so funny. He was shaking. He was so mad. He yeah. just picked up dog shit and tried <laughs> yeah. to honk it at me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a hard move, but yeah. also yuck. But dog that's, dynamite. That's, you, you're so mad. <laughs> dogamite. <laughs> Dude, you should get him to tell you about it tomorrow. Or I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> that's pure rage dude if you're gonna if you touch shit dude yeah. if your brain can take away the fact that that's shit and you'll pick it up to use it as yeah. a weapon that's oh, his, rage his dad got pissed off at me one yeah. time because I tore a stick off of uh, a bottle rocket and threw it at him yeah because you did it to me yeah so I threw it back at him and he, <laughs> yeah and it blew up right by him and he goes get the fuck home and I was like <laughs> <laughs> my little fat ass ran yeah I bet <laughs> Boy, you did I dude I bet you damn did yeah. Yeah, so they have an argument. <laughs> they they stop their vehicles, and of course Davis can't help but pull one of those fucking rocking guns out on him. Tidwell persuaded Davis that there was California Highway Patrol in the area, so Davis drove away, which was the smart thing to do anyway. However, the couple went to a public telephone, reported the incident, including a description of Davis and Davis's vehicle to the California Highway Patrol. Dumb man, dumb, 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 dumb. Officers in the area were informed that the vehicle was wanted in connection to a misdemeanor. Several minutes later, CHP officers Walt Frago and Walt Roger Gore. That's an unfortunate name to have right now. Roger yeah. Gore, you don't want that one. Partners in the same patrol car spotted the red Pontiac near Castillac and began following the vehicle. Officer James Pence and George Allen, partners in the second patrol car, waited nearby Valencia ready to back up Frago and Gore. The suspect's vehicle exited the freeway at Henry Mayo Drive. That is my sex name. Henry Mayo. (laughs) (laughs) Open your buns. Henry Mayo's here to moisten it up. Near the present-day site of Six Flags Magic Mountain, which is a rockin' theme park, They pulled into the parking lot of Jay's Coffee Shop, which was adjacent to a standard brand gas station. Frego and Gore ordered the two occupants to exit the vehicle. Obeying the officer's orders, Davis exited the driver's seat and walked to the front of the vehicle, where Gore proceeded to search him. Meanwhile, Frago approached the other side of the car, carrying a shotgun at port arms, with the stock against his hip and the barrel pointing in the air. As Frego walked towards the Pontiac, as Frego walked towards the Pontiac, Twining exited the passenger seat and opened fire with a Smith & Wesson 28 revolver. Before Frago could aim or fire a shotgun at Twining, he was struck by two 357 Magnum rounds and killed. You don't God want damn. a piece of that python, bro. Oh, man, it's popping. Gore immediately drew a service pistol and returned fire at Twining, but in doing so, lost track of Davis, who was right next to him. While Twining and Gore exchanged gunfire, Davis pulled the thirty-eight from his waistband and killed Gore with two shots to his brain point blank. Shortly after Gore was killed, Allen and Pence arrived on the scene. Davis and Twining immediately opened fire on them with their pistols, expending all their remaining rounds and dove back into the car for new weapons. In total... They had twice as many weapons as the four CHP officers, and they would eventually have to take over their two patrol cars. Davis pulled out a sawed-off 12-gauge Wester field pump-action shotgun. Meanwhile, 
twinning grabbed a semi-automatic Colt 45 1911. Twinning's pistol jammed after one shot, which makes no sense, man. Everyone talks about that Colt 45 1911 being the most uh, fucking reliable pistol of all time. Yeah. Here we are, jamming up in the heat of the moment. He grabbed another and exited the driver's side. Meanwhile, Allen emptied his Remington 870 shotgun at the Pontiac, firing the gun so fast he accidentally ejected a live round in the process. A single pellet from the shotgun struck Twinning in his forehead, but that only caused a minor superficial wound. You were close, bro. You were real fucking close, bud. Ooh, bud. Just took one pellet from the shotgun. Crap. That's the Lord looking out for you there. Yeah, well, the, sometimes God likes crime too, man. Oh, he does. He's like, boys, hey, I'll give you last longer. He's like, boys, I'll give you a minute. After expending all of his rounds, Allen opened fire on Davis with his three fifty seven Magnum, but didn't hit him at all. Davis returned fire with a shot off, sawed off. I got it. Soak this up, dude. I'm out of water. That's the problem. This is where you, you know, threw it on me. You know how I, I get so yeah, mad. You know, threw it on me. <laughs> You're a handful, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah. When I get dried out, I like blah, 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 blah. yeah. My tongue is all swollen. Mm-hmm. Retard lips. That's what we call it. <laughs> yeah, I got those. Wet your whistle. I got nothing to wet it with, bro. I got pissed. No, oh, I don't want that. It's warm. I bet it is. I, I got a lot of. I bet your pee's extra warm, dude. Some of it's stinky. Yeah, you all you stink, so I would assume. I got that old fucking sex stink, but without the sex. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man! Come on. Davis returned fire with his sawed-off shotgun, striking Allen with several rounds of a double-zero buckshot, inflicted fatal injuries. Gary Ness, 31, former U.S. Marine, en route to work when he came upon this shootout. Ness got out of the vehicle and ran over to the fallen officer, Allen. He tried to drag Allen to safety, but he was unable to move him. He looked up and saw Davis discard his empty shotgun and grab the Remington shotgun that had been dropped by Frago. Without realizing that Frago had never fired the gun, Davis tried to cycle the action of the shotgun, but since it had not been fired, it was locked on a live round. Eventually, he accidentally fired the round into the air. That startled him, so he dropped the shotgun and grabbed the service pistol from Frago's holster. Meanwhile... On the driver's side of the cruiser, Pence fired all six rounds from his three fifty-seven at Twinning, missed every single shot. Twinning returned fire with his nineteen eleven, hitting Pence in the chest and both legs. I'm sitting here thinking, why couldn't he move him? It was probably a fat fuck. Was it a fat fucking cop? It's a cop, dude. Yeah, it's got to be a fat fuck. Yeah. yeah. Pence fell to the ground trying to reload his weapon. At the time, the CHP did not issue speed loaders to their officer. So Pence had to reload one round at a time. For fuck's sake, man. Yeah, that sucks. Look, I never believe anyone deserves to die. Just because you're a cop, you don't deserve to die. You're going to work, you're doing your job, you're doing it real hard right now, and it sucks that the system failed you that bad. Well, how hard is it that a Marine just, like, pulls up and was like, I'm getting in this shit. Dude. That's pretty cool. Someone. (laughs) That's pretty uh, goddamn cool, man. I've been thinking about somebody that... We recently have encountered that for sure has some type of crazy PTSD. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're cooked and cooked. And, uh, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about how, you know, 
going over and being involved in that shit. I mean, warfare. Yeah. And coming back home. Yeah. Well, that's what you. That's what you're used to. Right. Your brain's just. That's what I'm saying. That, you know? So it's like. I hate to put words in people's mouth. And we got a ton of military, ton of military people that listen to, which I, have way more respect for you than a police officer. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just a patriot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, patriots don't have. Uh, they don't got fucking cowboy boots. They're not really patriots now, are they? But you do got two Travis Tritt shirts, so I yeah. guess that kind of levels it out. I think the playing field's been leveled. Yeah, sure. I like a double T, man. Double T. That's a, actually a four T. That's four T, dude. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That music video where he's in the wheelchair is yeah the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it rocks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Trit rocks. Anyway, uh, God damn. Sorry. Yeah. Here's what I don't want to misrepresent military. I'm just not, I don't want to be an asshole to anybody because I understand. Look, am I a fan of the military industrial complex? Absolutely not. But do I understand that we have it? They get people to do it. You can't blame the people that do it. Yeah, you can to a certain extent. I think a lot of military personnel would like the ones I know don't really like the government. Right. You know. Sure. And so what I'm trying to get at here. I'm just not trying to put words in your mouth, okay? So don't come at me. I just assume that if you've been in live combat and you have the opportunity to dive headfirst back into live combat, you're probably going to take it. Probably are, yeah. Yeah, so that's probably a lot of it. The guy smelled the gunfire in the air. He drove to it. (laughs) He got out, and he went to fucking getting after it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely salute to that guy. He just got in the shit. And, yeah, that's hard. He tried to to fool a fat cop out of the street. was like, God damn. That's why. They'd make him like this in the Marines, dude. Uh yeah, so we're 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 in a we're in the thick of a goddamn big time gunfight, and this guy's fucked because he doesn't have a speed loader, which means he can't get all his bullets in the clip to load them up instantaneously. He has to go one fucking round at a time, or if he has a revolver, which he does have, he's got a three fifty seven. He's got to load the fucking bullets in one at a time instead of having a nice uniform circle that fits directly into his particular revolver to just plop in there and pull the back part of it off and open fucking fire. That sucks. You fucked him. Other side of the cruiser, Ness picked up Allen's discarded shotgun, tried to fire at Davis, but the gun, luckily for Davis, was empty. Davis opened fire on him with Frego's pistol. Ness dropped the shotgun and returned to fire with Allen's service revolver. <clears throat> the shots that he shot hit the Pontiac, and the fragment from one of the bullets lodged into Davis's chest, but it did not incapacitate him. He just got hit with shrapnel, not an actual bullet. They got the luck of an angel, dude. Ness was soon out of ammo. Pence was still trying to reload his revolver and failed to see Twinnings approaching him from behind. As Pence inserted the six rounds, Twinning shot and killed him from behind. Two shots to the head, point-blank rage. That's the second cop that they've gotten point blank from behind, which seems crazy in a gunfight. Like, these boys are sneaky, I guess. Ness took cover in a ditch. As he did, a third CHP cruiser arrives on the scene. After a brief exchange of gunfire with the lone officer, Twinning and Davis fled the scene 
through the darkness in different directions. And now, again, dude, in the in the in 1970, you could have got away with that. Absolutely. You could have scrambled out, moved, been fine. Davis took Frego's vault revolver with him. Twinnings ran off with Pence's revolver and Frego's shotgun. 3.25 a.m., Davis stumbles onto a camper parked near a dirt road. He exchanged gunfire with the owner of the camper, <clears throat> the owner of the camper, Daniel Schwartz. Now this is hard. Daniel Schwartz is armed with a World War II infield revolver. Davis pistol whipped Schwartz with his empty revolver and stole the camper. Man, yikes! Pistol whooping somebody is cool. I know, man. Except you know, it's just kind of a fucking bystander. He didn't die. Don't worry. He called the cops and reported the theft. Within hours. The camper was spotted, and Davis was arrested. He had no more ammo to fire at the police, so they got his ass smooth. Sure. <clears throat> Three miles away from the shootout scene, Twining broke into a house and took one of the occupants hostage. The man's wife and son escaped, called the cops, and soon the house was surrounded. For the next several hours, negotiators talked on the phone to Twining. So just think about, this crime has encompassed all of it, dude. Yeah. Bank robberies, try to rob armored, rob an armored car, Duke down with the law, dynamite theft, yeah, shooting out with the cops. Now we got a full blown hostage negotiator situation. Yeah, because the movie, the negotiator, I always assume every negotiator is Samuel L. Jackson. Is that even the negotiator? The negotiator? I don't even know. I've never seen that movie. Who cares? But imagine Samuel L. Jackson rolling up like, "Hey, motherfucker." Get your dumbass out of the house. <laughs> like, I think back in that era, man, just people were so hard. Like, it's Denzel Washington. That's okay. the negotiator. But uh, I was just thinking about whenever I was a kid, we were going somewhere. I don't like like Lake Ponchatoula or some shit. Ponchatoula? Yeah, boy. And then uh, we I'm about some, to let loose a stula in Lake Ponchatoula. Well, we were stopped at a gas station. I had to be like four years old, five years old or some shit. Yeah. You remember that shit? Yeah, well, I do because this is traumatizing as fuck. Yeah. But, uh, these two black dudes jumped over this fence. My grandma, <laughs> this was pay, like when pay phones were still around, you know, she's like using the pay phone to call home or some yeah. shit. And uh, one of them snatches my grandma up at the pay phone. The other one puts a gun to my dad's head, my grandpa's head. He didn't give a shit. Oh, dude. No, he, okay. <laughs> they, didn't know I was in, they didn't know I was in the back yeah. sleeping. So but your, gra- your grandpa didn't give a shit. And I see that shit and I just start screaming. It scares the fuck out of that dude and they run. But they took my grandma's purse. But my grandpa was like talking to the cops. Like, we know you know who did that shit because this, who cases everybody in this area. And they were like, well, what did you do? He said, he put the gun up to my head, and I was trying to grab my gun. So I just shoved my head into his gun, hoping it wouldn't fire off if he did it. If it did, it wouldn't spray blood everywhere on my kid. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, really, hard. Yeah, dude. My grandpa was a fucking. Oh, yeah, he was hard, dude. <laughs> he was a wild man. He truly was. But that was back. He was a cop. So it was back yeah. in the day whenever cops would just beat the shit out of you. And there was no consequences. Yeah. There was plenty of stories about that. But yeah. Well, I just remember hearing him say that he just pushed his head up against the gun. Mm-hmm. I hope it wouldn't. Because <clears throat> some of them won't fire if you push real hard against them. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Wow. Uh, that's your option, I guess. That's the fucking standard for me as a kid of like what the fuck a man is. H-A-R-D. Hard. <laughs> That's or, fucking nuts. My dude. grandpa talked like this because you just fucking. Oh, it's real. It's pretty good to my head. Well, give me a glass of water. Now, if somebody puts a gun into your head, you're going to push your head as hard as you can against the gun, and you're just not going to be able to fire off on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we went rocked. to the police station, and he told 
they told him, he said, you guys are going to find him or I'm going to go in word hunting. That's what he said to them. All right, man. Come on. Dude. No, he did. Because they had a purse and shit. Yeah. He was pissed because it wasn't about, like, the money. It was about, I'm like, fucking them putting their hands on my grandma. I'm very peeved for now. <laughs> dude, he was pissed. He was peeved, dude. I remember the – I stayed up till 4 o'clock that morning. I bet, yeah, yeah. I was scared I bet, as a kid, dude. man. I was like, dang, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fucking fart you got coming is gonna be oh, bad. Oh, oh, oh my god, dude! Oh, I'm stretching my nuts, <laughs> dude. It's crazy. How come when you pull your? It's crazy. How come when you pull your nut flap, you have to pee? This fart is it? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> this might be the worst fart I've ever had. Before. You probably shit yourself. You know, it's so bad, dude. Like when, when people are like, oh, I mean, grown this men, might, grown men don't shit themselves unless they're old. This might that's be not the, true. This might be the worst fart I've ever had before. Yeah, I, doubt I swear it. to God, I really doubt it's, it. It smells so bad, dude. Wait a minute. Yeah, well, listen, when we're in a it nursing home, it smells like. <laughs> just yeah. poop, dude. <laughs> We're gonna be in a nursing home together. It smells like poop. It's poop. It you shit yourself like all the time. Poop, it's dude. not even like a fucking like if and win. It's, it's a it win. It smells like poop. Yeah. Oh, it smells terrible. Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. real cooker. Yeah, so bad. When you go in there and take those off, <laughs> a fucking turd's flopping out. Dude, I clogged the toilet this morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no fucking shit. I was fucking bench pressing out here in the fucking hoist hut. And I was taking pre-workout, and I was like, damn, I got shit. Those pre-workouts make me shit. I know. <laughs> it's like I got to shit right now. And I held it as long as I could, but I was straining, and it was, dude, that smells so bad. Man, what was the it's one incredible. that was but Anyway, yeah. I go in, and I'm, like, try, I'm trying to shit fast because I don't want my fucking pump to wear off, you know. And I'm dumping in there, and I'm fucking wiping, and I'm like, all right, I get up. I try to flush the toilet it once. It's a splat one. It was I, a splat no, it was a splat one. It was, a, it was solid. I have solid bowel movements, okay, dude. Okay. Strong ones. And, uh, you know, I, I get up and it didn't flush. But sometimes that happens in my toilet. You got to hit it twice, dude. Yeah. That second one, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it started to fill the, the bowl up. Yeah. So I had to rush and grab a plunger and plunge it up. It's like, God damn, dude, all this to just work out in the morning. Yeah. Dude, you know what's worse is, like, meth head shits. Really? Yeah, because cause it does kind of the same thing. It just, like, starts pumping. But I remember, like, no explode shit. Every time I took some of that, I would fucking. Yeah. It squeezes. I would be like, "Why is my asshole so itchy?" <laughs> you know, because it would itch my asshole. I took such big shit. You got nice and whole, dude. Oh fuck. Dude. <laughs> yeah. So shit made me shake. We're dealing with a hostage crisis, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, what are you supposed to do when you're a police negotiator and this guy is like so willing to shoot at police? So they they talked to him on the phone for hours, twinning bragged about how he had taken advantage of Frago's mistake in carrying his gun at port, which was the how he was holding the shotgun on his hip and pointing in the air. Yeah. That he's like bragging to the cops about this shit. He's like, he got careless, so I wasted him. Damn. Yeah. Wasted. Hard. Roughly nine AM, Twinning released the hostage from the house after issuing his surrender ultimatum. Police pumped tear gas into the house and stormed in. As police entered the residence, Twinning killed himself, and ironically, with Frego's shotgun, which was the same shotgun he was bragging about him being careless with. I like this. Yeah, this is a wild one, dude. This is a wild This boy. is a very wild one. Hey, boy's getting it. <clears throat> the aftermath of this was that Davis was convicted and sentenced to death for the murders of four CHP officers. In 1972, Davis's sentence was commuted to life in prison without parole due to 
Supreme Court ruling in Furman versus Georgia where the state found death penalty laws were unconstitutional and effectively invalidated all the death sentences in the U.S. under existing state laws. Davis lived a pretty long life. He was found dead at age 67 in his maximum security single cell at Kern Valley State Prison of apparent suicide. Damn. On August 16th, 2009. So he lived it out, dude. Yeah. And the, oh man, <clears throat> and nobody fucked with him because you know they were like, "That's pretty." Cool. He's a hero, dude. Nobody fucked with that guy. He was a jail hero for yeah. sure. You know, like like you hear stories about people gotta go pick sides. Like if you're black, you're gonna be hanging out with black people. Yeah, white, you know, it's like the guy probably didn't have to do that. Everybody, he, like, hey, everyone fucking rules. Like, like, just leave him alone. Just listen to like they yeah. come on, man. Tell us, tell us again. Yeah, like, <laughs> we want to hear about it. What you do it all over again? I do it right now. If I was capable. Now for a national impact after the shootout. The events were highly scrutinized by the California Highway Patrol. Gore and Frago were both 23 at the time. Pence and Allen, both 24. None of them had bulletproof vests. A key mistake made by Gore and Frago, and the CHP would relate this to their inexperience, is that they proceeded to approach and search the suspects immediately after pulling them over. If they had waited for Pence and Allen to arrive within a minute or so, it is possible that Twining and Davis would have surrendered or been overwhelmed by superior firepower when faced with four on two odds. Also after this, police started issuing nationwide speed loaders for standard issue revolvers. Man, no shit. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that's <clears throat> wild. And of course, what I hate, the, what I hate too, and this is of cops, is like they're blaming the officers and experience. It's like, yeah, whose job was to train them? Yeah, well, that's the Come number on, guys. one problem in like most workplaces is un- being undertrained. Yeah, you can't do that. It's no, like, man, you gotta give people the fucking toolbox. Yeah, boy, just get in the toolbox, man. It's like you just fucking don't get how like you're gonna be dealing with scumbags every once in a while. Yeah. You're going to have to reload your gun bullet by bullet. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude. That's wild shit. Well, hell yeah, man. I guess this is a little short. It's not quite a full hour, but a lot of action. A lot of it, dude. And you smelled those farts. Yeah, I got a dump, bro. Yeah, you got a lot of action. <laughs> I got a, a, a big time dump. We love you guys. I gave you all the channels to find us, contact us. We're always here for you. Yep. We love you for listening to this. That's enough. But if you want to get involved in any of the extra shit, like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, hell yes. Uh, what song did you pick to go along with this rocker? I picked uh, ACXDC, Dead Cops. Yeah. Little gr- little cool kid grindcore. Power violence, whatever. Pa- it's grindcore. Power violence is grind. It's just for, yeah, know, it's just for fucking guys that wear flannels. Yeah. Uh, fats. All, everyone some that buff, likes, some every, fat. No, everyone that likes power violence is fat, dude. Well, it, yeah, they're all fat. We're all fat, roll fat, roll fat. It's like, yeah, I wish we could run fast. Let's just play fast. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's it. Yeah, yeah. All right, you fucking grind dorks. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Don't jack your off yourself at the speed of a blast beat. You'll get a chafed one. Ooh, lube it. Bye bye. <laughs>